I'm, I'm making stuff all the time. And I feel like the colors in my wardrobe don't really reflect the colors in my making because the colors in my making are colors that I've chosen because I like them and I want to look at them and I want to play with them. And I, it just seems odd to me that I look at my wardrobe and that's not the colors I see. Today on Wool and Spitting Radio, Rebecca and I sat down to begin discussing our respective clothing philosophies. If you haven't heard of clothing philosophies before, it is characterized as a way of expressing an inner truth or belief about an idea, oneself, or the world through the medium of clothing. Some believe that all aspects of a garment can speak to a person's personal philosophy about the world, themselves, or anything else. This might be attention paid to texture, drape, colors, cut and style, and many other aspects of clothing and fabric that help us to shape messaging. I haven't bought clothing in so long that um, the stuff that I do have is stuff from prior to the last few years, sort of learning about a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about in book club primarily, um, but also just my own research and my own reading and some of the, my own stuff. So um, I, I actually currently do have a expanded capsule wardrobe. When we talk about high fashion and those designing clothing, they might actually have very well-established clothing philosophies that help them in their creative process to continue to create, just as we would see in true art. A philosophy might be simple and basic, or there might have been heavy-duty thought put behind it. Taken from Scenes Media 2022, our call to action for you is to think about what you wear, how it reflects or doesn't reflect the person that you are, and what that tells the world about you. Let's get into it. In a world of store-bought items and a world that seems to never slow down, we make with our hands and tools. Here at Wool and Spinning Radio, we take a moment to breathe, to chat, to reflect. As the world continues in a whirlwind around us, we sit quietly at our spinning wheels with our knitting needles or on our looms. The gentle motion of twisting a spindle, watching it dropping slowly to the ground, or the click-clack of needles tapping against each other as we turn a heel, brings solace and comfort. We make with our hands because we love the process and value our handmade items. While they are never perfect, our yarns might be gently thick and thin or just plain over-twisted. In this place, we discuss what it means to be a maker, to use our hands. Join us as I chat with others in our community about these ideas, challenges, and rewards. Thank you for your time spent here in this place. You are always welcome. We've talked a lot, especially in book club recently, about, you know, kind of social justice issues around clothing and um but i think all of us sort of develop ideas around our clothes and what we want out of our clothes and i'm yeah and how how we acquire our clothes you know what we're okay with given our circumstances and our budget and what's available to us and um, so there's sort of the practical realities that inform our 
our clothing philosophy, the what leads to what's in our closet, and then sort of, you know, take that and what aspirations and ideals do we have? Mm-hmm. Um, and how does that, yeah. I have some ideas about where I'm at with that, but I'm really curious about where you're at with that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think when we're talking about like our personal philosophy around clothing, I I don't know that I've spent that much time thinking about it, which is sort of, I feel a bit sheepish to admit, but it's true. I'm not sure that I've really spent that much time thinking about it. And I've had like moments of brilliance over the last few years where I've thought this is something that I really want to think about and pursue and, and do. And then after a few months, it kind of just goes by the wayside. And I've talked in the past about wanting to create a capsule wardrobe and wanting to work in that direction and sort of have my own sense of, of style and clothing that I wear. And it's like, oh yeah, that's Rachel. Cause you know, that's what she's always wearing kind of thing, almost like a bit of a daily uniform kind of idea. Um, maybe mm-hmm. not as hardcore as some of the men that have made that their thing um, uh, in the tech space, but definitely sort of this idea of like um, wearing roughly the same thing every day and sort of having a, a sense of a bit of a daily uniform just to decrease the amount of decision fatigue, because I think we all spend so much time making decisions that we don't even think about and it's fatiguing. Mm-hmm. So And, you know, by the time you get to like three, four in the afternoon, you've made so many decisions that you really don't have the capacity to make very good decisions after about 4 p.m. in the evening. And of course, that's when other habits start to creep in that become like the default, like mindlessly scrolling on your phone because you're just your brain is so fried and it's not even a an executive function anymore. It's like coming from the lower part of our brain, like our lizard brain, where we're just kind of in survival mode, not able to make really high functioning decisions anymore. So like what to cook for dinner. <laughs> so I've, yeah. I've, yeah. So I've been like thinking about how to minimize some of those decisions around simplifying certain things like having a daily wardrobe and, and having um, a capsule wardrobe. And what does that mean? Um, and I think in some ways I actually already wear a capsule wardrobe because I don't rotate my clothes particularly. And then there's this other side of me that would really like to look really put together when I'm around other people. And I just never feel like I ever accomplish that. (laughs) I always kind of feel like I'm, um, not dowdy. Um, and not, not frumpy, but just not, I'm certainly not fancy, but. So do you find yourself spending a lot of time choosing clothes? No, that's the thing. I, I have okay. absolutely no interest. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Which it is funny. Happen. It, are, it already, it's not, it's not a time suck that no. you're trying to get away from. No, it's no. a, this isn't going to happen anyway. So let's make the results nicer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That those pieces yeah. that you're gra- that you're reaching for are already going to put together a nice outfit, regardless of what you grab kind of thing. And I think some of this started, uh-huh. I don't know, I would love to hear Rebecca, like when you were younger, like maybe in like our teenage years, when we kind of started to think of, start thinking about clothing um, and maybe started to think about sort of what we were wearing, maybe for me, 
it started when my mom gave me a clothing allowance because she was so frustrated with what I wanted to purchase versus what she wanted to purchase. And the funny thing is, is that, so my mom doesn't, she's not into clothing and fashion at all. And it's always been kind of an afterthought for her. And the funny thing is, is that I always right from the get-go wanted to spend more on my clothing. So that was actually Mm. where we knocked heads because I didn't want to get the jeans from Zellers. I wanted the jeans from the nicer store, whatever that was. And I wanted that to be a pair of jeans that would fit me really super well that I could keep and that I could wear until they died kind of thing. So right from the get-go, her and I were sort of a little bit at at loggerheads a little bit because like I remember wanting a pair of high top Nike basketball shoes because I had stress fractures in my feet. And I really was like, I need a really good quality pair of shoes for my for these stress fractures so I can keep playing basketball because, you know, at five, three, you are obviously going to be a future basketball player. And um, (laughs) I was fast. (laughs) And um, you've always been very active like that. Totally. And yeah. Mm. Um, Anyhow, but like, she just couldn't understand why I wanted to spend $140 on these shoes. Like it just, and she did, she did cave, she did buy them for me, but, and like, I wore them and wore them and wore them and wore them. Like I killed those shoes. So yeah. Where did it start for you? Like how young do you think you were Rebecca when you started thinking about some of this stuff? I started thinking about fashion or just clothing, Um, your clothing in general, maybe. Oh man. Um, I had some pretty negative feelings about clothing from a very young age. Oh, interesting. Like, you know, my, I, I still remember it was like my kindergarten photo day. My mom made me wear this dress. And I thought as a five-year-old, I thought this dress makes me look fat. And no way. that was <laughs> on your radar. And it, yeah, well, it was just that dress. I didn't generally have like body uh, issues at that time. Um, thankfully, I really, really avoided that until college. But that dress, I just remember. Ugh. And I was always um, kind of fighting with my mom about style um, because I wanted to wear like the cool clothes or you know, not necessarily the expensive clothes, but I really had kind of, um, I really wanted to be a little bit more punk rock and a little bit more you know, I wanted to wear the, the red bell bottom jeans. Cause when we were teenagers, it was the bell bottom jeans were back and everything yep. was flared. Um, you know, and she was much more kind of conservative and eighties in the ways that she would dress. And my grandmother was like, you know, would give us, take us shopping sometimes. And it was like button down shirts and slacks. And I was yeah. just like, I will never wear this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never felt like I really got to buy the clothes I wanted because when it came to my money, I was saving up for college or, you know, I was going to thrift stores. Like there was no, I was never buying myself new, nice new clothes. And so I've never been in a place where I had like the kind of budget that would allow me to buy like a whole wardrobe of new clothes. Like I've just never been there. And I think once I had, uh, once I got into college, I didn't really 
it's not that I didn't care what I wore, but I didn't want to spend a lot of time thinking of it. Like, I know that mm-hmm. there are people in this community who really love thinking about their clothes and love mm-hmm. like trying on different outfits and, and putting together something really creative and they enjoy putting their creative energy into that place. And we should probably have um, some of those people on there so they can be represented as we talk about wardrobe and stuff. But I never wanted to spend my creative energy there in Mm. deciding what to put on in the morning, maybe on like doing my hair. Like I enjoyed doing my hair, but, um, and I was sort of interested in makeup, but not really. Um, but clothes, like like I just wanted to be able to pull the top thing out of my drawer and, Mm. and put it on and be happy enough. So it was always jeans and like an interesting looking top. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's still pretty much how I function. Like I've added leggings to the Rota. That's like, you know, (laughs) two years ago, I started wearing leggings. I finally caved like 10 years after it started to become cool. I finally started wearing leggings and I'm always way behind, right? Like some new fashion will come out and I'll just be like, that looks stupid. And if it's still around in five years, then I'll try it. Like, I'm just like a super slow adopter when it comes to new fashion trends. I'm just very slow. Um, but you know, I've started to try and not be, not be so close-minded and, um, yeah. So I guess I've always not wanted to think about it. I've always really not wanted to think about it. And so I'm starting to think about it more because I want to, um, I, I, I guess I want my, I'm making stuff all the time and I feel like the colors in my wardrobe don't really reflect the colors in my making because the colors in my making are colors that I've chosen because I like them and I want to look at them and I want to play with them. And I, it just seems odd to me that I look at my wardrobe and that's not the colors I see. Oh, that's so interesting. Do you think that's been the case for a while? Um, I think it's, my my wardrobe has been a bit of a a kaleidoscope of whatever for a long time and it's really only in the last year or two that I've started to think a little bit more about it and been like okay I'm I'm gonna just really get rid of you know if there's a color that I'm not sure about I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna get rid of it and it's just out and if I'm like I don't feel like wearing that most of the time it's out Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, A little bit more cutthroat about it. Yeah. A lot more cutthroat Mm -hmm. about it and just not giving, not giving the space in my wardrobe to things that don't make me happy to wear them. Mm -hmm. um, That don't make me feel like myself or that I have to be in like a particular mood to wear. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, you want to look in your closet and feel excited about what you see and that you want to just throw it on and go. Right. Yeah. I want to feel like it's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Do you think your style has changed as you've gotten older? For sure. You're still really super young, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially <laughs> well, post yeah, kids, like, right? Cause there's a lot right, of like body yeah, image stuff that happens after we've had now. kids. Right. Yeah. And there's not, you know, having been married for, for 14 years it's not like you you know trying to look good for a man or anything Mm -hmm. like that right it's just Mm -hmm. it's all it's you know it's going to be for you and I know I don't leave the house 
that much. Like I'm not out and about, mm-hmm. um, and often when I am, I'm wearing a parka. So it's not like, right. Like, out, yeah. It's not like I'm wearing an outfit. Um, yeah, I think it's become very practical in a way that I like. Um, mm-hmm. And I like not not feeling like I have to be on display and not feeling like I'm going to be judged for what I'm wearing because I live in such a small town and everybody's very practical. There mm-hmm. are lots of people here that still like to dress up or, you know, that will bring their nice shoes to work so they can wear them. And um, there's a lot of, um, you know, women who've taken hairdressing classes and who are like really put together beautiful. There's some wonderful um, Inuit fashion designers mm-hmm. who have just done some really fun work, um, making, you know, print fabrics and all that stuff. So that it's not like people aren't fashionable here. Like there's definitely mm-hmm. people who are, um, but I don't feel like I have to be, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think I finally caught the, uh, the, the plaid print shirt thing. <laughs> <laughs> I finally caught that disease um, from my husband and, you know, the hipster, whatever. Mm-hmm. The I've been thing. on that train for a while. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. It'll probably them. go out of, well, I've gotten to that point where I've found what I like and I'll still be wearing it when it's not cool yeah. anymore. And I just won't yeah. notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's super interesting. Yeah. I was just thinking about like the, the, the logistics of being wearing slightly nicer clothing, like, like not just sort of lounging around the house sort of clothing, um, but the logistics of having like a big winter parka that you've got a layer on top. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I find in the winter, that is something that I think about is like, you know, if I'm standing at the soccer field for an hour, usually it's an hour and a half um, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 hours a week, if not a little bit more, it doesn't matter what I've got on underneath, you know, because I need warm boots and I need, uh, layers under my, like if I'm wearing jeans, I need a thermal layer underneath. And then I've got my parka on top, you know, and it's not like a parka, like what you would be wearing Rebecca, but it, you know, it's one of the ones that goes down to minus 40 with wind chill. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a really good coat. And I bought it because of going to Ontario in the winter several years in a row and just not being willing to be that cold. Like, you know, um, knowing that sometimes there are those pieces that you invest in, like a really good winter coat, you know, that's mm-hmm. waterproof, that's windproof, and you spend the money. I actually was able to get it on sale, which was awesome because I got it 50% off. So it cost half of what it would have cost because I bought it in the spring, but, um, I have worn that thing and worn that thing and worn that thing. And I bought that actually in the spring of 2020, it was right after you left and I found it and it was like the last one, there was two sizes left. I could have gone with either size. Um, but it's funny because like three years later, it actually doesn't look that new anymore. And, um, Mm. the inside is the, one of the pockets is all ripped. I've got to pull it out and um, uh, sew it up, but in some ways I almost appreciate some of those wardrobe staples that you spend money on that are the really super practical functional stuff that you're going to wear almost every single day for a season or for a couple of seasons. I don't actually mind spending money on that stuff 
um, and getting that one piece. Um, And then when it comes to like jeans and t-shirts and stuff, I, I honestly could care less. (laughs) Yeah. So there is that. Where do you end up? Yeah. Where do you end up buying a lot of your clothes? Like where do they come from for you? I haven't bought clothing in so long that um, the stuff that I do have is stuff from prior to the last few years, sort of learning about a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about in book club primarily, um, but also just my own research mm-hmm. and my own reading and some of the my own stuff. So um, I I actually currently do have a expanded capsule wardrobe because I've been every season I've been clearing more and more of my clothing out. So if I haven't worn it in the last few months, then I've been letting it go. So progressively my closet is getting smaller and smaller and smaller slowly, but steadily. And I haven't replaced anything. So I haven't added anything into my wardrobe. So everything in my wardrobe for other than a couple of things that were bigger purchases from companies like uh, woods or Patagonia for like outdoor stuff for when we're camping and I need that like heavy, um, heavy layers type thing. Everything else is from prior to 2020 and most of it's even older than that. So I have like a lot of my t-shirts are Joe fresh. A lot of my jeans are old Navy or the gap. Um, That's pretty much it. And they've lasted lasted you that long. So I don't put my stuff in the dryer. So my clothing doesn't go in the dryer. Yeah. And I started doing that about five years ago. um, Because my shape, uh, going back to your comment about being in kindergarten in your dress, um, my shape has changed so much over since I was... My journey probably started when I was about 19, 20. Um, And my shape has changed so much over the years that I was finding that every few years I was um, kind of having these existential crises where like nothing fit. And, um, And then I would spend some money on my clothing to replace some of it because I, you know, I gained weight or I'd lost weight or I'd had kids or whatever. Um, and CrossFit changed my shape because my arms started getting really big. My traps started coming back from when I was a swimmer, all that different stuff. And, um, so then I would go out and replace all my clothing and I'd spend, you know, X amount of money on it, get, you know, a couple pairs of jeans, whatever. And (laughs) a couple of years later, everything was trashed and nothing like was nice anymore, or it looked like, you know, it was little things like a a t-shirt that started to pill that I loved that I had spent X amount on, or um, they would fade or the white wasn't white anymore of a t-shirt. And it's like, but I like this one. Like it's the right length. I have a long torso, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did some research about five years ago. It was Nora was already born. So she was probably about, I think it was when I was still on mat leave with her. Oh my goodness. Then that would be like eight years ago. Um, And I did some research about how do you make your clothes last longer? And the Mm. only thing, there was two things that came up and most people in our community will know what they are. But the first one was don't use bleach and don't use any 
like detergents or whiteners or anything like that, that, that has bleach in it because it never gets neutralized. So the like detergents and stuff that have, that are like the whitest whites, those ones, they have bleach in them, but there's nothing like, it's not like you then go into a vinegar rinse to like neutralize the bleach. Right. So it just, every time you put your whites through those washes, it just wrecks the white more and more and like it wrecks the fabric. Right. So most of us know that. So you know, we've done experiments with bleach and we kind of know like what it does. So that was the first thing. But the second thing was don't put your stuff in the dryer and that that will lengthen the life of your clothing exponentially. So mm. ever since then, um, nothing except for socks and underwear. And even then, sometimes my underwear doesn't go in, um, goes in the dryer. So I have um, like a big wooden drying rack that my mom gave me when, after my dad died, actually, um, because she didn't need a, like a big, like wooden thing that takes up half of the room, uh, anymore. And so I swapped with her cause I had a, a little one and I, and like we, whenever it's laundry day, Mike actually does a lot of the laundry, which might surprise people, but he actually does a lot of it. And, um, he does it usually on the weekend when I'm at, at the hospital, when I'm working and he, um, and he knows, he just knows if it's mine or if it looks like mine. Cause often Nora's like Nora's actually getting closer and closer in size to me with some of her stuff. Cause she likes her stuff really baggy and she wears some of my old t-shirts and he doesn't know if they're mine or his, or sorry, if they're mine or hers. So none of my stuff. So like this black t-shirt that I'm wearing, you guys can't see it. You're listening to this, but it's a long sleeve black t-shirt. It's from Joe fresh. Originally. I bought it when, uh, before James was born. And James is turning 11 in July and it's still black is black and looks brand new. That's so amazing. Yeah. So like, and like my jeans, um, I did have to buy a couple of pairs of jeans right before you came in 2020 because like nothing fit. And it's so funny because both of those pairs of jeans, even though I never put them in the dryer, I had bought two pairs of jeans, two different stores, two different qualities, both of them ripped really, really, really badly and um, were completely destroyed. And it's funny because the pairs of jeans that I had from pr prior, like that have kind of amassed over the years and kind of collected, if you will, um, they're all still going strong. So it was just like, a, it was almost like, maybe there's been, I'm speculating, this is purely speculative, but mm -hmm. I'm, I do wonder if in the last three to five years, that because the we all sort of have seen this decrease in the quality of textiles, like this very steady, mm -hmm. very apparent decrease in the in the quality of the of the fabrics, and so I do wonder if those jeans, if that was part of what I saw with those jeans, because I hadn't bought anything for so long. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just I just wonder because I haven't had anything else like that happen, but all of my jeans and everything is all from prior. Um, except for one pair, which actually I'm That's wearing weird. right now that I bought last year. Cause I was desperate. <laughs> I, we were on a trip, we had mm -hmm. gone camping and I forgot to grab jeans. Uh, I forgot to pack them. So I, I don't know what I was thinking. I just didn't pack jeans. So I ran into an old Navy cause we were on the road. It was the only thing we were in Prince George and yeah. I just like yeah. grabbed a pair that fit. And it's funny, like they still look again, they still look brand new. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting. It's actually one of the reasons why I haven't fallen down the leggings rabbit hole and why I don't wear, why I never kind of got into that because when you wash them, like the fabric, unless you're buying like really, really good quality leggings, I, I, 
I have found in my experience that often like they just get the fabric gets thinner and thinner and thinner because it's like glorified lightweight knit. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I had bought a couple of pairs just to sort of see what they were like and wore them under like long sweaters and stuff. It's not leggings are not super flattering on me. They're not a great, a great thing for me. They're not for everyone. And, um, almost immediately, like they just seemed to be really, really thin. I was like, not super comfortable wearing them and just kind of feeling like they were a little bit too thin and that there wasn't kind of enough fabric. I think I'm so used to jeans, to be honest with you. I don't even really love you wearing my like yoga pants and stuff, like my better quality, like Lululemon type stuff. Um, just for a visual for people to kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I tend to sort of just wear jeans all the time, like you, Rebecca. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for answering that question. I know some people, um, it's easy. It's when we're talking about like questions of ethics and, and yeah um, it's hard you know sustainability like you know we have our ideals and what we want to achieve and then there's just the reality of mm-hmm. like I need jeans right now what exactly. can I do what do um, I do <laughs> yeah like what do I do I think we I, we have to be kind to ourselves in that mm-hmm. space between like our ideals and just the reality of I need something to cover my body right now exactly um I was, I have to tell a story. I was in a really precarious situation at Thanksgiving two years ago. So it was um, the first long weekend for Canada in October is a long, our long weekend. And um, we always go camping every year and we go up into the interior of British Columbia and it's often very, very cold. It's usually sort of getting to that point where they haven't had snow. It's still kind of a bit rainy, but it is like the temperatures at night are dropping down to around zero. Um, they're not into the negatives yet and the ground hasn't frozen, but it's damp and it's cold. And anyhow, we go every year. It's not anything like I know what the weather's like. I, I, I'm from up there. I know. And, um, (laughs) we go and we get there and I had forgotten everything. I had packed everything for the kids. I had packed everything for Mike. It was one of those crazy falls where you just feel like you're spinning your wheels and you can't like get yourself organized. And no matter what you do, you're just not going to be okay until you get there and are able to just sit and have it and take a deep breath and read a really good book, you know? So we get there (laughs) and I didn't have my, I didn't have my hiking boots, which are really super warm. And they had Mm -hmm. basically fallen apart anyways. Like the, I'd had them for 15 years. They were a Zolos and the um, sole had delammed from the body of the boot and they weren't fixable because of like the, the cobbler said like the integrity of the boot was now like completely, um, compromised. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have my, my, my boots with me, my, my full, full, um, my, my three quarter shank hiking boots, which are super, super warm. I didn't have those with me. I didn't have my layers with me. I didn't have a, my, my big heavy, um, like fleece with me. And it was so super stinking old anyways. I didn't have anything. And so from where we were, I we got there and like Mike could tell already that I was absolutely frozen because the dampness, you know, that cold, that damp cold, oh, yeah. it just gets into your bones. And mm-hmm. um, there's a reason why you get so achy in damp places, right? And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nora wanted to come with me because she was just 
wanted to go on a bit of an adventure. Anyways, I drove an hour and a half to the nearest city because just going to the nearest town wasn't enough. I needed to go somewhere like where there was a mountain equipment co-op or a, um, an atmosphere, uh, you know, an outdoor store like REI basically, but we don't have those in Canada, but the equivalent of REI. <laughs> like I-, I had to purchase everything. And I like, I just felt like such adult. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. But, like, you know, I had to replace my hiking boots anyways. And um, yeah. I ended up getting a couple of other things. I, I, you know, I won't say how much I spent, but like, seriously. And, but, you know, Mike said to me, he's like, these are purchases that you make once every 15, maybe even 20 years. He's like, you've never needed to replace these things since you bought them in your early twenties. None of it fits you anymore because your shape has changed and you've had kids and all that different stuff. And he's like, so you weren't wearing the stuff anyways, because it was all so old and falling apart and like your boots were falling apart and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because that was three years ago and like, it's all still absolutely brand new. And like, you know, it was only, it was only a few things, but um, like, I won't replace any of that, you know, but in that moment, mm-hmm. I just had to get some stuff. And I think that's kind of why I don't really have a clothing philosophy because I, I end up in these situations where my stuff is so old. <laughs> That I kind mm-hmm. of just have to replace it in the moment, you know, because yeah. I am a bit cheap. I am a little bit frugal. I don't know if people have kind of noticed, but like, I hate spending money on like anything that's not, um, this is going to sound funny. I actually don't really value a lot. Like I, I, I would rather spend money on like a book or, um, um, a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really creative. Yeah. I don't know. Do you you struggle with that, Rebecca? Like just the sheer, like, I know you don't have all the the shopping and the access to the shopping that we have here, but just because of being in the South versus being in a smaller community. But um, yeah. Do you ever struggle with that sort of the financial side of it, of the, the sort of the, the just parting with your income to purchase items? Yeah, well, it doesn't feel like a fun purchase to me. Like, you know, there's, there's like practical money and there's fun money. And there are people who love clothes and who buying clothes is a fun purchase for them. Yeah. And I don't feel that way. Like I want to spend my fun money on fiber on, you know, um, subscription to a like video service I really love yeah. or a book for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like that's where my, I want my fun money to go. Mm-hmm. And so I have to justify it. I really have to be like, okay, this is, you know, this is X is how much we need. And, and this is how much I spend on it. Um, we've been very fortunate in this community and the last community where we live to have really good thrift stores mm-hmm. that have a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff because what happens is people move here for jobs. Um, like people move here from the South for like mm-hmm. a teaching job or a government job, which is generally really high paying. And so they come with all their nice stuff and then they come for a few years and then they leave. And when they leave, oh. they offload a bunch of stuff. Cause they don't want to move it all back South. That- right. Right, right. And that's a big reason why there's uh, why people go to the dump and forage there is because people will just leave stuff. That's really nice. Um, and they'll leave it in a, and usually in a way that it's not like in with the trash. And so it's not totally gross or anything, but 
Um, but a, if they think of it, people will bring things to to the thrift store, which is um, run by my next door neighbor, or used to be. She's retired now, but oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it's and every now and then they'll have bag sales, and you know everything's a dollar, and you know so I can just go there and buy, you know, take a bunch of jeans. There's no changing room. Just take a bunch of jeans and and hold them up to myself and just fill a bag with 10 pairs of jeans and go home and try them all on and find a few that I like. And usually that's good enough. It's not, you know, it's not, it, it I, it's, that's, that's how I can find things that I can tolerate wearing. Mm. I don't often find things that I love that I feel mm-hmm. like, okay, this is me. Um, mm-hmm. There aren't, but you know, as far as like having enough things to put on my body so that I can get through to laundry day, that's, you know, for shirts and pants, um, that's the main thing that I get from there. And that's what I think of when I think of clothes, I think of shirts and pants, like, you know, yeah, underwear is a different, is it, is a different category for me. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of like. I've had this philosophy of like spend as little as possible because I don't necessarily go anywhere. And then the pieces that I really value are the things like the sweaters that I put on top of the shirts or, you know, the socks or the, you know, those are the things I really care about are, are mostly the sweaters. The stuff um, and that then, you've made or that your mom's made. Right. I, I used to be really into having lots of interesting looking shirts. Um, but now I, I try and do really plain shirts because I'm putting a sweater or, or a plaid shirt over it. So that's one thing that's changed is going from like really active patterned shirts to more plain shirts. I'm wearing it. You can't see this. I'm wearing a tie dye shirt with the, this is Diana picked my outfit today. It's cute. I was going to actually compliment you on it. (laughs) Oh gosh. It's tie-dye. It's a tie-dye t-shirt with a red plaid over top. I look like I fell out of the 90s today. Um, But it's all channeling your British grunge. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I was going to ask you about, like, if you were to order something from the South, um, mm -hmm. like, you can do like stuff will be delivered, right? Like it'll just take a bit longer than say it would be for me to get something. Like if you put in a massive order with one of the big clothing companies, um, Mm. just as an example, it it would come, right? It depends. Okay. Uh, Different stores have different policies. Mm. Um, A lot of places have like free shipping everywhere in Canada, asterisk. Except. Except the territories. Uh, right. Some, some places, especially in the States, like from the States, they're just shipping to Canada and shipping to Canada to them is just shipping to Canada. And so, totally. you know, you can order from them. Um, but certain places like, you know, old Navy, we can get free shipping. Um, but certain places, the shipping is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Um, I could see that unless you can, unless you can do Amazon, we can do Amazon here sort of unofficially under the table and as soon as amazon figures that out we're all screwed um (laughs) yeah panic um yeah so yeah it really depends on the company Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's really interesting i it's something i was wondering about for a while 
I think your mm-hmm. comment though about the t-shirts and the sweaters and stuff, I think that's one of the reasons why I've progressively been able to slowly get rid of clothing is because if I keep my basic, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, but when, if I keep my basic pieces as neutral as possible and as simple as possible, which is the stuff that I've held on to over the years, I can put anything over top because I'm constantly like you, I'm always in layers. And so um, I, every, anything can go on top of it kind of thing. And I think what I struggle with is the color piece is like, how do I get down to a capsule wardrobe? That's mostly um, black and black and white basically so that I can put anything over top. Cause I have mm-hmm. a few like t-shirts that I've had for eons that I don't want to get rid of. And like, um, I started to introduce other colors a few years, a couple of years ago, I think mostly just like, cause I could, and mm-hmm. I can yeah. see now that it's kind of, if you're going to do a true capsule wardrobe, you have to keep it pretty tight in terms of like the pieces that you bring in and the colors that you bring in. And then you just put that stuff on, on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind yeah, of, I kind of tricky. I, I imagine that, um, that you would develop a palette and yeah. that you would have like your, your neutrals that you used that tended to work with what you like to wear. And, and yeah, there, w- there wouldn't, it would be hard to deviate a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be kind of up to you whether you wanted to commit to a particular palette. Um, and things are not always, certain palettes are not always easy to find. Exactly. Uh, as, as styles go in and out, like is mm-hmm. our, I really loved browns for a long time and I, brown was my neutral. I wore browns with everything. And all of a sudden you couldn't find anything brown anymore. Totally. It was all gray all the time. Yeah. And that's really continued. It's still very much gray all the time. Like everything is gray. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think you're absolutely right because, um, which is maybe one of the reasons, well, I think it is one of the reasons why I haven't replaced anything. Like why, why sort of my, my, like my, my pieces, my clothing pieces, if you will, just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller is because like, as I get rid of stuff um, and kind of, and just move it along, I haven't replaced stuff because mm-hmm. I've been working in a tighter and tighter palette. Do you think it, does it possibly also reflect being happier with the things that you have? I think there's not that want. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. like, the, I don't go into my closet and think, oh, I need blah, 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 blah. I don't have X, Y, Z pieces. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's I feel like I'm, I'm getting, Yeah. I'm getting to that point too, where mm-hmm. I don't feel like, like I've got, it's just better organized. You know, it used mm. to be like, just, uh, you know, I know exactly what, what, where I'm going to be and what I'm going to need my clothes for. And it's like, I have this, I have this kind of shirts and this kind of shirts and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. So it's like, I don't feel a practical want like that. Um, and it's partly because, you know, when I go the one place that's like work for me is church and I do have a uniform that I wear to that, you know, I wear, you know, black and, that that helps so I don't have to have it was harder when I had like a work wardrobe 
and a slumming around at home wardrobe mm-hmm. and like a, like a social wardrobe like mm-hmm. that that is different um now it's like pretty much all slumming around at home <laughs> wardrobe yeah. and you know and a uniform for church mm-hmm. and a couple like just a couple of nicer things mm-hmm. and that's really it um so yeah that's like a lifestyle thing right Yeah. I was just thinking, that's so funny that you would say that because I think you're absolutely right because you and I, neither of us have an office job where we have Mm -hmm. to have a whole separate wardrobe. Um, that's more of like our casual wardrobe and then sort of a business casual wardrobe, whatever that might look like. And Mm -hmm. I work in scrubs, so there is no wardrobe it's provided. Mm -hmm. Although I have my own that I took from the hospital because I'm allergic to the soap that they use, but it's the same set of scrubs week after week after week. So I don't ever have to think about what I'm wearing to the office, quote unquote. And if there's in-servicing once or twice a year that I have to go in for that I get to wear my civvies, my civilian clothing, it's just jeans and a t-shirt because you need to be able to move around and everything we do is so practical. There's a reason why we wear scrubs and I've kind of ended up in this situation where I've sort of just got a mom wardrobe. Like it just needs to be like purely mm-hmm. practical. Um, yeah. Which kind of makes me a bit sad. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I, th- I think that's the one thing. That's the one want that I feel when I look at my wardrobe is it's a little bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it to be a little bit less sad, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit fancier. Like I just want to be like, yeah. a little bit you know and I think I can get there with some like strategic changes that we can talk about over the next couple of episodes that uh whether mm-hmm. it be making a few pieces to add or uh rearranging sort of what I wear like just sort of gently shifting some things around a little bit mm-hmm. especially as we go into the spring and we're not having to wear our big heavy jackets all the time um, cause that's the other thing. If I put too much under my winter jacket, I can't wear my winter jacket. Like it's just cause it's not meant to have a whole bunch of stuff underneath. Cause the whole point is that the jacket is what, provides, you know, so like I can pretty much only wear what I'm wearing right now. And then my jacket goes on top. So I don't need a bunch of layers underneath. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. You've been working on a little your, bit different. Yeah. yeah. So you've been working on your color palette though, of the clothing that you do have. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? And then we'll keep going. Sure. With that well, I next time. Yeah, I was really inspired when you um, when you did that picture based on your Ravelry. Yeah. Page. I I tried that, and then what I found was that um, the colors it picked up were all the colors in the background, so it wasn't really picking up the colors of my clothes. <laughs> it was just it it was just an algorithm pulling from what it saw. So what I did is I took pictures. I took all the clothes that to me are like my clothes. So like, you know, just pants and shirts and, you know, collar, you know, like um, plaid shirts, button up shirts and then sweaters. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll find a way to get this picture so that people can see it. Yeah. I'll put um, it in the show. So notes. I threw, yeah, I threw that into, um, I'll just share this with you so that you can see what I'm talking about. And we'll also post that. Okay. Can you see that? Okay. <clears throat> um, <coughs> excuse me. 
yeah, so I threw that in. So it was only seeing the colors that are in my clothes. And uh, I really like the colors that it pulled out, actually. Uh, it only pulled out four. It pulled out uh, a gray, like a dark brown gray that it's calling ship gray. And then a, a beigey vanilla color. And then uh, a nice sort of teal calling half baked I don't know why but it's like a it's a teal blue mm -hmm. and and then a uh hippie blue which is kind of a pale blue jean color and I actually really like those um it's you know I, a program like this is meant to come up with a palette right so it's mm -hmm. going to come up with something that looks balanced um but the color I really like of, that yeah there's a there's a so there was this website and then there was the other website, the mm -hmm. C-O-O-L-O-R-S-Coolers.co that let you more select it. And that that gave me a good idea of kind of all the colors that are in this picture uh, and they can balance in different ways. When I did it that way, it was picking up more of the reds and the dark blues. And it's funny because these colors that this picture pulled out, these are the colors that I like. And these are the colors mm -hmm. that I like to wear together. And having that, that light teal in there, like, I really love that color. Mm -hmm. And I really like having a pop of that. Um, it's not a color that looks good, like all over me in large quantities, but I just like having that pop of like the green or, you know, something brighter, but then having mostly neutrals, um, but that's not what I actually feel like I wear a lot. I end up wearing a lot of, you wear a lot of red, maybe blue reds. Yeah. I wear a lot of reds and I, I, I like red. Okay. But I probably wear it more than, yeah. I don't know why I wear so much red. So yeah, it's, it's things like that being like, huh, I have a lot of red and I don't really like it that much. How can I move away from that? Um, you know, there's nothing wrong, wrong with red, but you look really good in red. Oh, well, that's good. Thank you. That might be partly why, because like, I always appreciate somebody that can wear red because, um, you, I, I'm not, red is not a great color on me. And, um, yeah. I've had people over, over the years say, oh yeah, you're fine in red and it looks great on you. It's like, no, no, it's just not a great color on mm -hmm. me. And I'm okay with that. But I always appreciate it when somebody like, um, can wear red because you, you also look yeah. great in the purples too, which are some of your favorite colors. I, I do. I think doing the color wheel stuff has reminded me how much I really like um, red violets. I really mm. like all of those colors, um, like purple, purples, not so much, um, but like the really, the really warm purples. I, those are just my favorites. I love those colors. Mm. Um, so moving my reds more in that direction. Is that one like, that's on the, a little bit of joy. Yeah. Cause the, the, some of those ready purples that are on the top corner there, like those are what I think of when I think of red on you, it's not so much the shirt that you're wearing right now or the right. one that's in the photo there, which is the same shirt, which is it's more of like what shirt, I would yeah. call like a primary red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super interesting. Yeah. And those are both, those are both just like thermal layers that I picked up at the, at the thrift store. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I do yeah. like those. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the one that's right in the corner. It's a little bit, a little bit darker. Oh my mm -hmm. kids are mm -hmm. 
I think my my time is coming to an end. Yes. Here. Well, we let's pick up let's pick this up next time because yeah. I, I I have a couple of questions about like some of the what like what surprised you and what um what you think about that that vanilla color. So we could maybe pick that mm-hmm. up next time. Yeah. Okay. I think that was just Diana walking in the door. So okay. Yeah, I kind of want to hear those questions while we're thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. So what I was wondering was um what 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 about this when it generated it like that initial like oh was there was it like what surprised you like was there something that was unexpected um I was surprised that it pulled out the teal because that that was sort of the color I was hoping for but it's not a color that I feel like is very represented in my wardrobe Mm -hmm. like like that shirt that it picked up that's in the top right corner if you're looking at the picture. Totally. Um, that's that's like the only thing I own that's that color. And it may also be picking up, um, there's a pair of jeans in the top left corner. It might be pulling that from as well because I the think so. colors aren't very accurate uh, in that particular picture. That's more of a, it's not so green. Mm-hmm. Those jeans are not green, blue. They're blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I was sort of, it read my mind somehow the magic mm-hmm. eight ball of this exercise read my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then what do you think about that vanilla? What was your knee jerk um, reaction? That's, Cause that's I the lightest wear anywhere near my face. I can't wear that color anywhere near my face. Really? Um, it, oh yeah. No, it's, it's too, col- it's, it's too close too to my skin similar. tone and it makes it mm. right. It makes me look really blotchy and red to wear any kind of beige like that near my face. Interesting. Um, people with darker skin tones look incredible in that color. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like incredible. Uh, yeah, I can't, and any pastels, I can't do pastels near my face. It just looks awful. Mm. And I don't like pastels anyway. They make me feel like, no, like, you're, um, <laughs> like you're 102. <laughs> or just like, I'm, I'm way happier than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never thought I, pas- I have, of pastels as being happy. <laughs> I, I actually have a lot of uh, several shirts that I've gotten rid of because they are too happy. And like, oh, I'm never this happy. Like, you know, <laughs> I've never thought like of this, it that way. I love that. I, That's I, hilarious. That particular thought has entered my mind many times. Many times. So um, That's so funny. I've never thought that. Yeah. Ever. But I think, um, I like beige as part of that, uh, part of that, but, you know, I think my skin provides that color most of the time in, <laughs> in the palette of my, of my wardrobe. Oh, that's um, funny. But that the tan of the, um, that fair isle sweater that's right in the middle of the picture. Yes. I love that. That's a much, yeah. That's like a fawn color. That's like yeah. a dark fawn, not a beige so mm-hmm. that's probably right. That's right at, at wearable for me. And that uh, that sweater is neat because you can put something like that blue collared mm-hmm. shirt with the um, patterning on it. The paisley kind of, I don't know if that's actually paisley, but the one that's um, the third, I think you gave uh, fourth in. I think yeah. I did too. I recognize it. You could put that underneath and that would just be yeah. like perfect. That is too That's funny. true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew I recognized it. I was like, mm. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that mm-hmm. is very cool. So you've got some pieces there that you can actually work with. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've got some pieces cool. that I can work with and, and doing this exercise was helpful too, because it helped me let go of a few things that I was like, I just don't want this to be in a picture that's representative of my wardrobe. Oh, so, interesting. so it yeah. did help me say goodbye to a few things. There's a couple more things I can see in here that I'm just like, Nope, you're done. I don't want to wear you anymore. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. If this is like representative of, of what I'm going to, just a couple, just a couple things. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Hmm. Yeah. See, exercises like this are so good too, because it gets stuff out of the drawers and gets it out of the cupboard and you have to lay Mm. it out and you have to look at it. And I found really helpful a few years ago, I went through all of my stuff and I tried it all on and I tried to make outfits and that really helped me let some things go. And I'm, I hang on to a few pieces that I know I'm probably never going to wear. Um, but I just can't bring myself to let them go. And I think that's okay too, you know, that there's a couple of things that sort of follow you a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, part of it for me too. I don't know if this is, is something that you think about, but part of it for me is I do want to minimize my footprint in our closet. Um, Cause we are trying to just like pare down in general anyway. So I don't want to have like, you know, 20 pairs of jeans hanging out. Not that I do, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have mm-hmm. the footprint, the physical footprint um, of having right. that space taken up by those pieces. Cause the chances are, I'm probably only going to wear two or three anyways, and just rotate them, right. and just wear them, wear them, wear them, wear them, and then replace them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if my drawers get annoying to close, mm. that's like, that's, that's the limit to me. Like, yeah. You know, if I, there if it's frustrating to use the clothes I have it's time time to reclaim some of that real estate Um, yeah I don't feel like I need more drawer space I feel like I need to get rid of the things that are at the bottom that are at the bottom because they don't get warm yeah Yeah, totally that it's okay to let some of that stuff go yeah yeah Okay, we'll have to continue this next time because I'm super curious now to see what your palette would look like if you took out those few pieces that you're thinking that you might remove and then take the photo again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll see if I can get on that other website and and play with it to see some some yeah. other palettes. Um especially if you can pull those colors but in slightly different mm-hmm. tones and shades that uh, uh to- tints, tones and shades that maybe are even a little bit more you like you know, maybe the vanilla needs to be a little bit lighter, or maybe it needs to be a little bit darker. Maybe the ship gray needs to be a little bit darker. Um, so that you've got some, some contrast there for interest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to just, and to do it a little bit more, you know, cause like, again, this is coming up with a color scheme, but like, I'm not painting a room. That's not what I'm doing here. Totally. So I don't need it to be a balanced palette. Really? I know I'm doing a, something a little bit more specific. I, I yeah. have to keep that in my mind because I look at a set of colors and I'm like, Oh, I don't like those colors together, but no, you're not painting a room. You don't have to think that way. No, exactly. Um, yeah. in, and I, I just think- did this on laundry day. So it was really quick. Like that was oh, my one okay. thought. Do it on, do, if you're going to do this, do it on laundry day when you're having to put things away anyway, totally. you just scoop everything out. You know, it's all in piles. It, it was mm-hmm. like 10 extra minutes. It wasn't mm-hmm. a bunch of extra steps. Totally. The other thing that would be really interesting, I'm saying here thinking the other, if you're good, if you, cause you're going to pull everything out anyways, it'd be really interesting to take all of your neutral pieces and put them together and take a photo of it so that you generate three or four colors that are truly your neutrals and then take all of mm. your colors 
and put them all together and take a photo and get all of your colors. So your color palette, mm -hmm. and then you'd have eight colors to play with and then go from there and have your yeah. set of neutrals and your set of colors. That would be, it'd be just interesting to try a few different things just to see what you could come up with. Like, um, because you could end up in the end, like maybe your goal in the end would be to have three neutrals. So the ship gray, the vanilla, mm -hmm. and one, one other color. I think I'm going to do this and then have, you know, from the sets of colors that you've generated, come up with three colors that are like the three colors. So like half baked hippie blue and whatever, um, you know, saffron, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, so you'd have three and three, mm -hmm. and then you'd have just a ever so slightly wider palette to work from, but you're still working from a limited palette. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm hoping that this yeah. will also help me inform like what the fiber is that I want to spin to make whatever it is that I want to make in the future. So like one of my colors yeah, is well, obviously I'll going to be barley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just as an example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are different ways you could organize the, the clothes and the colors to help identify yeah. holes. Um, yes. To, to be like, um, you know, if, if these are my neutrals and I have those neutrals in these items, but not in those items, like if these neutrals are represented in my, in my jeans or in my shirts, but they're not representative in the neutrals that my sweaters need, you know, mm -hmm. how can I rearrange that a little bit? Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah. And in some ways, like our jeans don't need to be reflected in the palette in some ways. If you like, if you have a pair of black jeans and a pair of blue jeans and a pair of lighter blue jeans, like that's so mm -hmm. new, like everything go, you know, everything goes with that kind of thing. So it's sort of eliminating some of those things that are in creating a capsule wardrobe. You don't necessarily need that color or those colors reflected. Yeah. It depends on it depends on how you think about jeans as part of your outfit and exactly um i i i think i i needed to i need to see that part of mm -hmm. it because the the yeah mm. i need to think about that some more yeah let's pick this up next time i think this is very cool we All both right. have lots to think about i need to take my photos and then um we'll mm -hmm. come back and, and analyze them together all right cool sounds fun Good, thank you.